great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV. I want to start this morning by thanking the owner-operators of WABC, John and Margot Katsimatidis. And I'm going to mention Rita Cosby in a second, but we attended an event at the uh, Plaza Hotel tonight, even though it's morning time now, where Mr. Katsimatidis was honored by LIU Brooklyn. The event provides scholarships of $6,500, to be frank with you folks, for kids that look like me. And this is so important because I still remember when I first went to college in 1982, graduate of the New York City Public School System, Theodore Roosevelt High School in the Bronx, out of the Throgs Neck Houses Housing Project in the Bronx. And it was a few days. I had went to a summer institute program, went home, and then came back, and it was a few days before the fall semester started. So the dorms were not opened yet, and the meal plans uh, had not kicked in yet. And when I went back to school, my family didn't have much, and I had no money in my pocket. I had enough to pay for the bus ticket to get back to Cortland, New York, and nothing to eat. And so these scholarships are life or death for some students. And I also learned something at the event tonight. I did not know that LIU Brooklyn is the home of the Rock Nation School of Music, Sports, and Entertainment. And I really want to thank Rita Cosby because I've never heard Rita discuss this on the radio, but Rita is out there raising money for underprivileged children in her spare time. And so, you know, you, you got to be a special person to understand the need. And then, because anybody can point to the problem, but very few people can come up with the solution. And so thank you to the cats and Matibis. It really touched my heart tonight uh, in terms of what they're doing to help young people from early age to teen years to uh, college years. And so my topics tonight, a number of them, criminals in New York, we're going to get to Texas. Criminals in New York have become so emboldened, if you will. Some, if they're going to turn themselves in these days, they want to turn themselves into the mayor of New York. They want the mayor to be present when they turn themselves in. Can you believe the world, 
that we're living in? And with the Q train alleged shooter, it almost happened where he almost surrendered to the mayor of New York City today, or rather now I should say yesterday. Yesterday was the funeral. And and let me just go back for one second to the alleged Q train shooter. You you probably already knew I was going to say this, that this guy was in custody a few weeks ago, stealing a vehicle, possession of stolen property, prosecutors wanted bail, the judge released him. No bail. We'll get to that a bit later. Today was a funeral for 11-year-old Kiara Tay. Unintentionally shot and killed by a gunman riding on the back of a scooter, according to the NYPD, and now to the situation in Texas. Let's find some common ground solutions. Let's try. And here's one. Raise the age to 21 that a young young person can purchase either a semi-automatic weapon, an automatic weapon. I feel that there should be uh, universal background checks. But raising the age of when a young person can get a semi-automatic or an automatic weapon, that's, that's a decent start. That's the law in California among the states, Florida, Washington State. And now... New York Governor Kathy Hochul of New York wants to do the same here in New York. She wants to raise raise the age to to obtain these types of weapons until the age of 21. How does an 18-year-old purchase an AR-15 in the state of New York, state of Texas? That person's not old enough to buy a legal drink. I want to work with the legislature to change that. I want it to be 21. She wants it to be 21. That's reasonable. And Hochul also wants the state police to step up its patrols. I want state police patrols visiting our schools, doing daily check-ins every single day from today to the end of the school year. And so we'll see what happens. And so now let's, let's dive into the Texas situation. We are taking your calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The alleged gunman, Salvador Ramos, posted three times to Facebook roughly 30 minutes before the shooting. And this all started after apparently he had an argument with his grandmother, about his failure to graduate from his Texas high school and ended up shooting his grandmother. He got into an argument with his grandmother because he was upset that he was not going to graduate. The graduation was supposed to be Friday. Reports that the suspect, Mr. Ramos, 18 years old, once cut up his face with knives just for fun. Just for fun. And the word bullied. It's not a laughing matter. It never is. 
but friends and relatives of the young man are saying that he was bullied through middle school because he had a speech impediment, a stutter, if you will. A cousin says she saw she witnessed students mocking him for his impediment during middle school. And so how would you like to be this parent? One of the children wanted to stay home yesterday. The mother said, no, go to school. The child went to school and look at what happened. And the politics about all of this has to stop. They are underway hard and heavy. We see all your calls. We're about to get to them uh, in just one second. But Texas gubernatorial candidate, one-time presidential candidate, Beto O'Rourke, went berserk, if you will, interrupting a press conference of of Governor uh, Greg Abbott for quote-unquote doing nothing to prevent mass shootings like this one. 19 kids dead, two teachers dead. This is what it sounded like when O'Rourke interrupted the governor's news conference. And at this time, I will uh, pass the mic to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sit down. You're out of you're out of line and an embarrassment. Sit down. Shooting is right now, and you are doing nothing. No, he needs to get his ass out of here. This isn't the place to talk to us over. This is totally predictable. Sir, you're out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Sir, you are out of line. Please leave this auditorium. I can't believe you're a sick son of a bitch that would come to a deal like this to make a political issue. That's what it sounded like. It went back and forth. The mayor of the town was the one uh, uh, cursing, if you will, at uh, Mr. O'Rourke. Let's start with your telephone calls this morning. Let's uh, begin uh, with um, Frank. Frank is uh, calling this morning from Jefferson, New Jersey. Good morning, Frank, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear your voice and even more of a privilege when I can be able to talk to you. Very kind Uh, of you to say. Thank you. Um, I agree with you and the governor of New York. We are asking a lot of our children who are considered minors at 17 to become adults a year later at 18 and have certain privileges in order for them to create mayhem if they should if they uh, should choose to wish yet my kids are staying on my health insurance till they're 26 years old which is way beyond the age of adult in my eyes and also we are asking five and six year olds to choose their gender before they're even considered an adult there's something wrong here I, I I agree with you, Frank, and, and I thank you for uh, 
for making a good point there. Have a beautiful morning. A number of folks on social media have challenged me and said, well, Dominic, if they can fire a weapon in the military at 18, what's the difference? The difference is they're under strict supervision in the military. They're trained in the military. It's military training. Now, you may say, well, Dominic, in in Israel, uh, there's military service at 16. That's true, but you have to look at, and I saw it up close every time that I traveled to Israel, where you would see a a military person standing at each bus stop with a rifle. It's true at age 16. Not just military service, but mandatory service military service, but that's because of the terrorism threat in terms of the heavily armed soldiers of what it used to be when it was the suicide bombings on the buses in Israel. Right now, we are talking about America, and there's no justification, none, that an 18-year-old, listen, we're looking for common ground to get something done. If you're not going to go with the universal background checks, okay. But at least, I mean, shouldn't we go by history? The two most recent shootings, the commonality, the gunmen were 18 years old and used uh, semi-automatic weapons or automatic weapons. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Christopher calling from Vermont this morning. Good morning, Christopher. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, how familiar are you with uh, firearms? Not much. I I uh, I fired firearms uh, under the watchful eye of the NYPD up at their police shooting range. I've been to one or two gun ranges. What I didn't like about some of the firearms that I fired was the kickback. You know, on TV. Yeah, they the, recoil. Right, the recoil. Thank you. That's the word, Christopher, I'm looking for. On TV, it's magical. You know, you pull out a weapon and you shoot someone, but they're okay. You know, and and it, the gun doesn't move backwards because right. there's no there's no projectile going out. Right, right. But in real life, I mean, it, it actually... It, it 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 rattled me. They, I'm glad. Thank you for giving me the appropriate word. The recoil of the weapon. And what I just on a personal level didn't like, uh, Christopher, is that firing the firearm, it, it's immensely powerful when you're doing so. And then when you think about the fact that within the snap of a second, you could take someone's life. I found that to be very, very scary for me. But go ahead, Christopher. But but Dominic, what what does um, uh, AR mean? Automatic rifle. I'm guessing. No, it means Armalite rifle. Okay. A company called Armalite developed the M16 for the military, which supplanted the M14, which was a 30 caliber weapon, which supplanted the. The M1 Grand, which fought through World War II and and Korea, which was also a 30 caliber, which supplanted the 1903 Springfield, which was also a 30 caliber. The 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 I'm sorry, but it doesn't mean it, 
assault rifle. It okay, 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 but Christopher, okay, well, okay, all right, well, Christopher, wait, 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 Christopher, thank you for the history lesson. How does that pertain to reality? Well, I'm sorry, but uh, John Browning uh, developed the semi-automatic 22 rifle around 1901. Okay, hey, Christopher, Christopher, wait, 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 Christopher, I, I have a lot of calls. So I need you to please get to the point. What does you're giving me the history and thank you for the history. But what does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm sorry, but if if you're going to take every if you're going to try to find out every nutcase in America who's going to do something terrible at schools, you're not going to you're you're going to come up dry. What you have to do is prevent them from getting into the schools. That's what you have to do. So it's all, so okay so okay so okay so let's say Christopher under your point we we have five officers at every school. So if the eighteen year old still has the weapon, then they may decide to go to the supermarket. They're going to pick the this, the uh, the weak spot, and that's where they're going to go. So that argument doesn't hold much water. Agent, the border control agent took it upon himself to risk his own life. Right. Without backup and right. take this guy out. Right. Okay, but what does that have to do with the point of what we're talking about? Well, I'm sorry, but uh, taking away everyone else's rights. I didn't. Did, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. And, did I did I say everyone else's rights? Well, I I thought I specifically said one thing for compromise. I didn't say taking away anyone's right. I said. Just if we can't even agree on a universal background check, then just upping the age before an 18-year-old, a young person can get a weapon like this until the age of 21. Are you telling me, Christopher, I've got to move on, but are you telling me that that's unreasonable? Yes, absolutely. So they should be able to get these types of weapons? Well, yes, they should, but they should have to undergo background checks and this guy okay but okay but christopher but but nobody reported okay but christopher but but we can't get background checks approved in washington so we're looking for i would hope that with these kids dead that we're looking for common areas where we can agree and so but i do thank you for the call christopher i appreciate the uh the history lesson and um and uh the call we see all the other calls. We're going to try and get to as many of them as possible and discuss the situation with the uh, alleged Q train shooter who wanted to turn himself into the mayor of New York directly. And apparently it looks like the mayor was working along with this. He was in the area where the person was supposed to uh, turn himself into, but that would be an absolute nightmare. Why? Because if this guy turns himself into the mayor, now everybody wants to be a star and everybody wants to surrender to the mayor. And then defense counsel would have a field day with the depositions in each case and want to call the mayor of New York City. And as far as all of this whining from legal aid that law enforcement stepped to him before the agreement, the alleged shooter... Did we forget what this man is accused of doing? And so are they supposed to just let him walk from point A to point B 
or the moment he is within sight, you make the arrest immediately. Look at what the world is coming to. Legal Aid is complaining that he was picked up outside of of uh, uh, outside of their offices, as as opposed to whatever some agreement said. I can't believe it, folks. Dominic Carter with you here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I heard you were looking for me. Hey, Mr. Carter. Hello. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. We're discussing the situation in Texas. Also, the funeral was uh, a few hours ago for the 11-year-old that was gunned down, an innocent bystander. And the alleged uh, suspect in the shooting of Daniel Enriquez, on the Q train, uh, who was on his way to Sunday brunch. The suspect, Andrew Abdullah, legal aid in their statement said, before Abdullah could voluntarily surrender himself to the local precinct, he was needlessly ambushed out front of our Manhattan trial office and denied of his opportunity to first consult with counsel. Well, I do believe that you can get all the counsel in the world once he's in custody. I mean, are, are these are these people out of their minds? This man, this man is alleged to have shot someone in cold blood on the subway and you're worried about his rights? You it's not even a right. Okay, you want to surrender to the mayor. I want 18 million dollars. And five mansions. I'm not going to get it unless I start a Black Lives Matter chapter. Still may not get it even with that, but I'll come close. Let's go back to the telephone calls, the situation in Texas. And, you know, folks, um, I thought about saying this, but let's, let's cut to the chase. In school, we have all seen one or two people where you know something is wrong. Something is definitely wrong. And the signs were there, apparently, for this young man, this 18-year-old, in Texas. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. And I'm going to get some emails from folks uh, angry that I took your call, but good morning. You always say that, you know. (laughs) But it's true. But it's true. Well, that's okay. That's good for the show, isn't it? Look. Uh, I want to make a challenge to Mr. Casamitidis. Uh What you said tonight about the event you attended for scholarships is a wonderful thing. It's helping a particular group of people. But Mr. Casamitidis, you're a wealthy man, a billionaire, and you own supermarkets, Mr. Casamitidis. lots of them. How about doing all of us a favor? Help us all out. 
and lower your prices under the inflationary situation for 90 to 120 days. Show a little compassion for not just the people you give scholarships to, but to thousands and thousands of New Yorkers of all colors, white, black, every. Show a little, just for 90 or 120, lower the prices in your supermarket <laughs> to help us. I think, you, you know, you're a good oh, man. Boy. I think you're a decent man. But how about just a little help on that? It's great to give out scholarships. I'm glad you all went to the plaza. But I'd like to go to the it, supermarket. It's not, it. Stan, it's not about the plaza or I anything know, I else. I know, I just threw Stan, that in. Stan, 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 Stan. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But no, no, no. Stan, Stan, because I, I got a little uh, down at tonight's dinner. And I tried my best to hide it because when you're 18 years old and you come from the hood and your family doesn't have anything and you're the first one from your family to go to college and they put you on a bus and all your belongings in a duffel bag and you don't have $5 to eat, it's not a good feeling, Stan. It's I'm not. not. That's that, okay, okay. I'm not going to argue. It's a great and, night. And, and to be honest with you, it's something that has traumatized me for the rest of my life. I just try not to talk about it. It's just that tonight I was at the event and it, you know, I was happy to see the kids getting scholarships. And so I think my opinion, Stan, is that the cats and TDs go way over and above to help as many people humanly possible. I mean, they are planting seeds for generations to come. So anyway, go right ahead, Stan. That's a great thing. I'm not knocking it. I think it's a wonderful thing. But he owns thousands upon thousands of supermarkets. There's inflation. A lot of people can't buy the food they have. His supermarkets have high prices. Do us a favor for a small period of time, 90 days. Or lower the prices. I think it'll be great publicity for well, him. Well, I'm not, I'm not a spokesman for him, but he doesn't, he, but, but but he doesn't well, own thousands just, and thousands. He well, owns, he he owns he many, many prominent um, uh, so, supermarkets in New York. Okay, and he, oh, and he owns is, many gas stations and, and um, real estate property. But anyway, go ahead with your point, Stan. You mentioned that. They could do that, too. But I wanted to get on the second point of Texas and the, uh, the news conference. Hello? Yes, I'm, I'm, oh, listening. I'm sorry. I'm listening. The news conference that was today was somewhat pathetic, and I watched it. Of course, I was not happy Bino, uh, what's his name, showed up. Beto, Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, okay. I mean, he did. But their, their political... Story. They went all. You know, you did a said a great thing about raising the age. It's a start. I agree, it's good. But they didn't. They went all around everything and never talked about guns. Never mentioned it. Never talked. They talked about the windows. They talked about the doors, but never talked about the laws of the state of Texas. Secondly, how much money was given for security in this district? None. The guy was in there for forty-five. There was no security. At all. Nobody. The state of Texas supposedly gives money for security for schools. This is a, a district that does is, is on the lower end. To right. Some but, 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 they, but Stan, there are conflicting reports because there are reports that there was an officer inside the school. That that exchange. Shot, right? the, no, 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 no. You're referring to the uh, to the Border Patrol uh, person. No, no. I'm talking about another person. What I'm trying to say is that it's a very murky situation. And we're not going to know all the facts for quite some time. But but I, I hear you. But, 
you see folks are saying, oh, law enforcement stood by for 40 minutes. So yet once again, we're going to blame law enforcement when they're the heroes that responded and at least got the situation under control so that he couldn't do any more damage. So I'm not going to blame law enforcement because I think that argument is ridiculous. But Stan, please conclude with your point because I do have to move on. Dominic, you didn't hear me. I'm not blaming law enforcement at all. Okay. I'm blaming that the state is supposed to provide security at elementary schools in Texas. They have budgets. They, I said, I have $100 million for this. I heard them saying it. There was no security at all. Nobody. If, if, if a guy was in there for 40 minutes, there was no security at all. And there were 19 people dead. If there was some security, the guy wouldn't have lasted 40 minutes. But so the, but we don't but we right. don't but we don't know that Stan we because know the time frame. because because, because he because he barricaded himself based on reports into that classroom. But Stan Stan, I I always appreciate your call. Thank you for the call. Um, we don't know all the circumstances uh, as of yet. Let's go to Dave in Buffalo. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Yeah, how you doing, Dominic? It's it's uh, Lockport, north of Buffalo. Okay. Uh, I have wait, wait. How, how far how far are you from Niagara Falls? That's the best way I can figure it out. Oh, about twenty twenty five miles. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. That's what I thought. Okay, go yeah. right ahead, Dave. Okay, uh, look, I, I've got three points, and the first two are more commentaries. The third one is a possible solution. Uh, the first one is I'm so proud of the people in Western New York, Buffalo in particular. Uh, because we won't let the people from upstate come down here and incite uh, problems, and they're they're dealing with it. Uh, they're good people. The second one is uh, I was raised. My father was a World War II vet. I was a Vietnam era vet. Uh, I was taught to shoot when I was quite young, and my children were, and how to handle weapons safely, and that they're not a toy. You never point a gun at any anything or anyone you don't want to shoot. But the third thing, and the most important, is I have a possible partial solution. There's never going to be a, a, a one-size-fits-all. But we have technology nowadays. Uh, uh, you've all seen the commercials, uh, you know, help, I've fallen in the shower and I can't get up and all that with press the button. Why don't we have the resource officers and the teachers and the janitors and all these people at the school that uh, have a button they can push where local law enforcement can respond immediately to a possible emergency. Well, it it sounds like a great idea, but essentially what you're describing is 911, except for in your case in Buffalo, you have that, um, the dispatcher that's been suspended. Uh, I don't know if they've been fired as of yet, but it, yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm pretty sure she has. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so if if someone hit, if a teacher hits the button, you're looking at three to four minutes minimum. I mean, what I'm trying to say, Dave, is that this is not Hollywood, and so you, the teacher can't hit the button, and in 30 seconds later, here comes the SWAT team. It's just, it just doesn't work like that. The SWAT team has got to be assembled. The the you're probably going to get an officer on patrol uh, that w- can get there within a matter of two to three minutes. But we know, Dave, uh, uh, two to three minutes can be a long time when someone wants to cause uh, a lot of damage. Before I let you go, Dave, you said basically what I what I heard you say was that the community is good people 
and they're not letting others come in to start trouble. What do you mean? Well, they're, they come in for political purposes. And, right. You right. know, the people here just try to get along with each other and they're right. getting on with their lives. Right. And uh, the, the solution to hate is not love. We can't lower ourselves to that level. Right. Well, Dave, I, I thank you for your call and have a uh, great morning. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, one thing real quick, but I wanted to disagree with you afterwards. Okay. We have to compromise. Okay. okay. Um, we can easily secure our schools. I'm not saying from a Hollywood standpoint, it's done every day in corporate America. It's easily done. Okay. But uh, that's aside. I would strongly disagree with de- okay. with depriving anyone between the ages of 18 and 21 of their constitutional rights, okay? But how about this? Have a diploma or a GED, then you get your then you get your your ability show something that you are you know what I mean instead of getting into everything invasive, okay? If you just had a basic requirement from that, how many People in jail are high school dropouts, Dominic. I know it sounds simple, but just a simple thing like that might make it harder for people who haven't even accomplished citizenship, basically, by getting a a high school diploma from getting – I just don't want to blanket say nobody under 21. I have five kids. Three of them own guns. They're responsible. It's, It's crazy to do that, but I could see where if you could set certain parameters where you have to fulfill basic obligations as a citizen, become educated, whatnot, to show I think that you could head off a lot of the legal gun purchases by people in this age group that are disturbed. You know what I'm saying? Well, Robert, I don't want to take I, everybody's I, rights, but I just want, I would like to work with you. You know what I mean? Something, show, just something to show that you're kind of okay. on the ball. Hey, Robert, you know? I, I could agree with your idea. But but you just said that you don't want to take away, I think you said everyone's rights, you know, but you're 18-year-old to own this type of weapon. Well, what about the rights of the victims where they should be alive? What about their rights? That's always the case, Dominic, but that doesn't mean that you deprive 99.5% of the people of their constitutional rights okay. because of a few wing nuts, okay, but, but Robert, when but, you can secure the schools. Okay, but Robert, but Robert, and I do want to go back to that. Another caller alluded to the point you're, that you're making now. You're saying that I'm saying taking away the rights of 99%. No, I'm saying, how many, how many eight... 18 to 21, that's that if done in California, Florida, the state of Washington, if those states can do it, why can't the rest of the country do it? Because they're not being constitutional, okay? If you're going to charge that person as an 18-year-old, as an adult for a crime, do not turn around and say you don't deserve the rights of being an adult. That's my only point. And, Dominic, please, you know, the vast majority, there's, so, there's millions of gun owners in that age group that are responsible, and that would be a punishment to them. Right. It's basically like keeping the whole class in for recess because one kid acted up. It's the same mentality. And I, I understand where it's coming from because no Nothing is more important than tragedies like this. I can't even, I don't want to talk about it. Hey, okay, but Robert, but. and I, I appreciate your thoughtfulness on this issue. I really do. But 
But we're dealing with you. You you are right when you're saying like you, you used your kids as an illustration, right? Okay, fine. But what about the kids that are on edge? And we know they're on edge in their local community. We know that they have the potential to come to school with a uh, semi-automatic weapon and open fire. I mean, they should still be allowed to get a weapon? I don't think them kids are going to care whether that person is 19 or 26, Dominic. I'm sorry. You know, this isn't just restricted to this age group. People of all ages commit these crimes. You know, where do you stop? Right, right. Okay? You're, you're, mean, you're right about know, all ages. You, we, we, but, you, but, yeah. but I do, I do, and I, then I got to move on. I really do. But you said we can secure the schools. How? How? Um, the same way this wouldn't happen in an office complex anywhere in the country. Anywhere. Just because you have to go through security to get in. Even if you use fencing and one access coming onto the property that you monitor, you could stop this. I mean, it would be, they do it for banks, they do it for businesses, they even do it for movie theaters nowadays. I mean, it could easily be done. It could easily be done. I mean, not at the expense of everybody else's rights. Let's try that. Let's try maybe some conditions for getting a gun when you're 18 to 21, but not a blanket withdrawal of their rights. I have a too big of a libertarian streak, and I'm, I won't go on. But you mm-hmm. have a good night because I love kicking this stuff around with you, man. Robert, I thank you for the call, and I have enormous respect for you. Thank you. Let's go to Linda on Long Island. Good morning, Linda. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dom. Hi. You know, this really, really gets to me because the media always does that, no matter what it is. They keep saying these three cases are the same. Uh, Sandy Hook is completely different, has nothing to do, and we'll never find out what's really going on psychologically with these kids. That case was one kid who was mentally ill. Everyone, I don't know if you remember the details. Everyone knew it. They kept insisting, including the father, they kept insisting, telling that mother that he has to be committed. It's not like, you know, somebody didn't know about him. Everyone, when the mother gave him guns and taught him how to shoot them, this was okay. completely different, you okay, know? Okay, but, no, but, but, but wait, wait Linda, but, but it's still mental illness. Can you please, because I've got to take a break, but can you deal with that fact? You're going, know, on, you're going off wait, wait, left. Let but, me tell you why. Okay. Okay, let me tell you the reason I'm saying this, because if he didn't kill his mother... She should have been, you know, um, indicted okay. 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 for okay. murder. Okay, that Linda. That would be a murder case, okay. right? Okay. Uh, uh, well, uh, maybe you're right on that. But what the I'm saying. mother gave him the but wait, gun. But wait, Linda, 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 please. Ill. Wait, Linda, Linda, please tell me, without going into full minutia, because I don't have time for that right now, we have Buffalo, we have Texas, you have Connecticut. All mentally ill individuals, yes or no? Exactly. So then, does it, why? Go ahead. Why was there's no follow up on anything with the parents, with the families? There's no follow up. Hmm. Right? Are they well, looking into these things? Are they looking into these kids? 
every every kid, you know, they, they group everything. They group together in the media, everything. Mm-hmm. Or black people or white people. It's always a group. It's never one person or two. You well, know, these cases... I can't argue. I can't argue with you on on the lack of follow up because there you are dead uh, dead right that there's little follow up in these cases and and these are cases. Thank you, Linda, for the call. I would love to engage with you. It's just that I I do have to take a commercial break. These are cases where the stakes are high, where these young people are not the type of young people that that the system should not let fall through the cracks. And my fear is that the next 18-year-old or two or three or four or five are already posting on social media. And that's another thing, the social media companies. You sure not a crackdown when you're losing money, but you can't red flag something when there's a serious warning sign? You mean to tell me that Facebook can't catch something in 30 minutes? You sure seem to catch it when you're losing money, but you can't catch it when it's lives at stake? Come on, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We will be right back. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And my heart goes out to the family of Kiara Tay, the 11 year old shot and killed by a gunman. Uh, riding on the back of a scooter. The two gunmen are in custody. She was fatally shot in the stomach. And, um, you know, the one of the suspects opened up fire. They were aiming, apparently, for someone else. And um, they, 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 they were aiming at a young man running down the street, but instead, Kiara was um, unintentionally struck she stumbled into a nearby nail salon with the help of witnesses. And as this was going on, can you imagine what was going through this 11-year-old girl's mind? Can you imagine how her father feels this morning? Every father, every mother, your primary responsibility is to protect your children. And can you imagine how this father feels that his daughter died right in front of him, right in front of her mother's eyes at Lincoln hospital. And there was nothing they can do. And their lives will never be the same again. And for what? 
wokeness keeps telling these kids, these young men, you can do anything you want. It's not your fault. And I mean, look at the suspect in the uh, in the uh, Q Q train shooting. The alleged suspect. This guy was before a judge a few weeks ago for stealing a car. The judge let him go. And the judge said he was letting him go, even though he had several cases pending in front of him. He was letting him go because the suspect always showed up for his court appearances. The world we live in. Back to the um, to the Texas situation and... Uh, we, we've got to have some compromise. We can't just, we just can't say, oh, my God, this is awful, and then say, oh, the politics, and then after the funerals, we just go right back to normal until it happens again. It, it, it has to, it has to, we have to do something collectively. And my common ground is I'm listening to you folks. But why does an 18-year-old need this type of weapon? Yesterday, I'm driving home. My family, we're in the car. And the deers are always on our property. And you can see the mama deer and the baby deer. I don't know where the buck was. but So they're, they're walking around. And, and the first thing you realize when you get up close on them is how heavy they are. And the last thing you want to do is uh, hit a deer with your car because your car will be totaled. Believe me, folks, when I tell you. And I'm thinking about, I'm looking at the deer in the, in the backyard and, and walking across the road, and I'm like, an assault weapon to do what? A semi-automatic weapon to do what? How many times are you going to hit the deer? Uh, to do what? Okay, you want to hunt? It's not really my thing. I've never really been hunting. I can't say what I really think about hunting. <laughs> but I, you know, maybe maybe I need to put on my orange cap and my orange outfit and um and uh and go out there and, and give it a shot. But there's no way that I could eat something that I just hunted. I it's just not me. Have either of you guys, Matt or Alex, have have you ever been hunting? Either no, never, never once in my life. Okay, Alex, and now how about you, man? Me either. Never, never been hunting. Have you had a desire to go hunting? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I really now, haven't. Is that because you guys are from the city, basically? No, I'm not. I'm not from the city. Right, well, yeah, right. I'm from Rockland too. That's right. You're I originally grew up in from Rockland. Rockland. Yeah. And but, so, but so, how do you explain it, you Matt, that you don't want to go uh, hunting? Well, my dad, my parents were from the city, and okay. he never went hunting. And I just, it was just something that we never did. And I right. never had even the desire to go hunting. I had a BB gun when I was a kid, and my dad was very strict with the BB gun. Mm-hmm. Like, don't touch it. Right. Don't touch it unless I'm around. Because you can seriously injure yeah. someone. Yeah. And he didn't want me fooling around with that when he was not supervising me. My father was in the National Guard, so he had military training in that way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was very, like, it was a BB gun. I mean, this is an air rifle. And he was like, no, do not touch it unless I am there. And he, we never had a desire to go. I never had the desire to go hunting. My father wasn't a hunter, so we just never did it. You know, we don't live in Texas or any place, like, where they do that kind of thing. And, Alex, before we go back to the phone calls. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is partially because I grew up in the city and I – 
I mean, I, I've never really, I've, I, we have a place in Pennsylvania, my family and I, and, uh, we, we also, I grew up having a BB gun there that I, um, my dad was like, like Matt said, like my dad was pretty strict with it too. But I mean, my mom, she's always been fairly anti-gun and like anti the idea of shooting anything. So I think I kind of just absorbed that from her in mm-hmm. a way. So I'm not the only one. No, no definitely not. Okay. All right. In a moment, we're going to bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. But let me go back to uh, one or two calls. Gracie in Rockland. Good morning, Gracie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Gracie, do you ever see the deer like I do? Oh, Dominic, of course. Uh, uh, we were away. We came back maybe two years ago, and, and there were like four deer. Right. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, I think I'm more populated where I live than you live. And they ate all the bottom of the Avrovite. And they stayed around a day, and three or four more came. It was unreal. But you know what? I hit a deer on the Palisades once. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, but thank God we didn't get hurt. But I killed the poor deer. Oh. It was like five o'clock on in the morning. But all right, that's that. I know. I know. We got to be careful in Rockland with these deer. Well, fr- Frank Morano standing by. I'm going to let you make have your say. But I'm blaming okay. Frank for what happened to me the other day. So I'm driving home, and it's about one forty. It's about about one forty-five a.m. I'm almost home. And um, maybe I'm going a little too fast, oh, Frank. Don't blame me. <laughs> than what I should be doing. But you were making such a great point that I was so wrapped up in your point on the radio that I didn't. I'm on the left hand side, two lanes going northbound, and I didn't see the deer in the middle oh, of the road. Boy. And I had to swerve. And once I had to swerve, I almost lost control of the car. And I'm listening to Frank Morano uh, well, on the radio. I, I apologize to both you and the deer, uh, both of which sounds like got quite a scare. But I'm glad you're both okay. Well, before we go to you, let's let Gracie make her yes, point. Go absolutely. right ahead, Gracie, and then Frank's okay. going to go right Listen, after I'll you. I'll make it fast. Two, number one, Stan, I like listening to Stan because you have to listen to the other side. But I wish he wouldn't repeat more than one. Wait, Gracie, you, wait, 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 wait. You wish, you wish he wouldn't repeat. What was that? We couldn't hear you. What his comments? You ah, know, you, so you're saying why not say it? Don't say it over and over. Yeah, one time is enough. I hate okay. that even with talk show hosts. Okay. Number two, as far as uh, John giving money away from the store, let's let's start at the top. Why doesn't Biden cut the, the the gasoline tax and all the governors cut the gasoline tax? There you tax. go. That there you go. There you go. Don't worry about private industry. John is is great. Yes, he you know is. I mean? And so, and and Katzmatidis, Yes. They they really are. Gracie, I, I have to step in because thank you for the call. We're going to take some other calls. But first, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. What do you have coming up? Well, we got an action-packed show today, Dominic. It is Thursday, so we're going to do the AC report with a historian. We have somebody who's a professor at Temple and who's written a fascinating book about Atlantic City, chronicling how it went from at the early part of the 20th century uh, basically, this boom town with 30 million visitors a year, something like the early 20th century version of Disney World, 
to in the 1960s being a symbol of urban decay. And we're going to review how the last 50 or 60 years of having gambling there has worked out for them. So I'm looking forward to that conversation. And uh, we're going to have a conversation with a gentleman who got a job. Uh, He's a lawyer, legal expert, conservative. He got a job at Georgetown as executive director of this institute at Georgetown, but then he tweeted some things that were critical about President Biden's decision to pick a black woman for the Supreme Court, and they, before he even started his job, they suspended him. So we're going to talk with him not only about that episode, but we're going to talk with him about um, some of the cases that the Supreme Court is reviewing. And then uh, I am really excited. 30 minutes from now, we are going to talk to one of the, the singers of one of my all-time favorite songs, Joe Dolce, the man who brought us the international hit single, Shut Up You Face. Ah, what's the matter, you? Exactly. That's you, it. You got to no respect. Right, exactly. Wow, okay. Why okay. you look so sad. Right. We could do a duet. Yeah. If yeah. we get him involved. Ebony and Ivory. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> Let's go back to the telephone calls, as many calls as we can in the next uh, three and a half minutes. Let's go to Florence in Westchester. Good morning, Florence. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good to talk to you. Um, I'm, I know you're busy. I'm just going to make a quick comment that's eating me alive. I think we have to back up further than this horrible tragedy. Um, he was brought, that boy was brought into court 19 times, so they told it on your station, okay? And we got to get after the judges. He got away with whatever these charges were. Oh, right. You're, you're, refer- think- you're referring to the shooter on the Q train. No, no. I'm referring to um, the young boy there, 18. The tragedy. Which, which, but I don't know of, of a boy that was brought, brought before a judge 18 or 19 times. I heard it on your station. Right. Did, well, I, you know, I, I, I don't I don't know, ma'am. I, I'm sorry, Florence. It's I just. Okay. But anyway, can you just please quickly make your point? I hear you, but make your point, please. Well, what I wanted to say was if it had been nailed, then this tragedy wouldn't have happened. So okay. if I've got the wrong person, then maybe I'm wrong. But I did hear it on your okay. station. Uh, I took it to, okay, well, thank you. He had been brought into court 19 times, and he never got charged with anything. Right. That prior, I, I believe. Thank you. Arrest. Thank you for the call. I, I believe you're referring to the uh, the shooter on the, on the Q train. I, I think that's probably But let, let's go to David in uh, Los Angeles. David, we're short on time. Go right ahead. Speaking of the Q train shooter, Andrew Abdul, after you mentioned it about the Legal Aid Society, it's like a Monty Python comedy. They're upset because he was picked up walking down the street. They say he was ambushed. No, no, the person he shot was ambushed. They say it was unwarranted. No, no, there was a warrant for his arrest. They say he didn't get to talk to his attorney first. Since when does a murder suspect get to talk to the attorney first? He'll get to talk to an attorney when he's in the interrogation room. It's right. hilarious, Dominic. You can't right. make this stuff up. You can't. And and for a suspect, whoever in the process, to say, oh, we want to surrender to the mayor. Really? Really? And then what happens when the next nut job, Frank Morano, says that he wants to surrender to the well, mayor? Why stop there? How about surrendering <laughs> to the governor or the president? Right, 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 right. Uh, right. It's crazy. Folks, you want to keep it right there. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, is starting right now. I will be back again tomorrow. Same time, same station. Thank you to the Casamitidis for all that they do. 
You folks have a great morning. I'll see you tomorrow.